You're Eric. Yeah. <laughs> You're Eric. And welcome to... Okay. Let's <laughs> okay. Hey, everyone, and welcome to The Reform Way. I am Corey Smith, alongside Eric Connor and Peter Pohl. Each week, we will bring you interviews, insights, and share our knowledge of the fitness world. We'll look at topics both in and out of the gym through the lens of an exercise enthusiast, a CrossFit coach, and a gym owner. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date with our most current episodes. Hey, guys, this is Eric Connor, and I am here with The Reform Way. I am joined by nutrition extraordinaire of ours, Ms. Jolene Mielke. Hello. Jolene, welcome. Thank you. So we are here today talking pretty in-depth about intermittent fasting. Yes. So Jolene has a pretty good experience with this. You do it pretty consistently, am I right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And obviously coach a lot of people nutrition-wise through yes. intermittent mm-hmm. fasting. Um, I do not have any experience with intermittent fasting. <laughs> so I'm going to ask lots of different questions on this kind of stuff, try to get some info out um, and see where it may be beneficial because we have multiple people that actually... Uh, do intermittent fasting at different times and have seen good success in it mm-hmm. and other people that have heard of it and heard why it might benefit, but we can find out more. Sounds good. So what is intermittent fasting, Julie? <laughs> basically, it's taking a break from eating. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. So basically everyone intermittent fasts at night, right? Uh, you're not eating through the night. You've stopped eating. Um, it's just where you take a break and then decide how many hours of not eating you want to do. And there's different protocols you can do, but basically it's going from a certain amount of time after eating one meal to eating the next meal, nothing in between. So Okay, so it's essentially like, obviously I guess what you're saying is this naturally, we naturally fast when generally we're sleeping, right? Um, So this is something that already naturally happens. And kind of fun, fun fact for people, breakfast is called breakfast because you're breaking your fast yes, right good job there's, yeah, there's, right. a, there's a fact i know um doesn't mean i know anything else beyond that um so okay so we're fasting naturally generally most people eat dinner and then breakfast i guess you would say is that right hopefully okay okay fair enough there are some late night snackers out there that might not get as much of a fast at night but Got yes it. typically you at least hopefully are going not eating during your <laughs> during okay. your sleeping time and that's your fast okay yeah. good so um, so we naturally do it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Essentially, intermittent fasting would be much more organization around that. Yeah. So, you know, people do different hours. I would say the 16, eight is the most typical. That's 16 hours of fasting, eight hours of eating. Okay. Um, sometimes people call that time restricted eating because you're just restricting the hours of time that you're eating during the day. Um, so, a lot of people will stop eating dinner and then not eat again for 16 hours, which usually takes them to about late morning, early afternoon. Okay. So that's a typical one. Um, you can switch that up to work what works best for you. So if people really love breakfast and they want to get up and have coffee with some cream in it, mm-hmm. you can eat in the morning and then stop after lunch and then fast the rest of the day. So you can switch up those hours mm. to whatever works best for you. But typically people stop eating after dinner and then eat again late morning, early okay. afternoon is their first meal. Okay. So, so in general, like with this intermittent fasting, again, there's an organization around it. Like you said, mm-hmm. common one is that 16, eight. Mm-hmm. So again, clarification, 16 fasted, eight eating. Yes. Um, and let's, let's resonate around that for a little bit If for examples, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So in that, it sounds like you're just, for most people on average, they might just not eat breakfast then. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So- and obviously it seems like traditionally we hear that eating breakfast is good. Right. In the past. Right. So, or, yeah. so how does that work in, in your favor? I guess you could say. 
for fasting and not having breakfast? Correct. Yeah. So the whole idea around fasting is to, uh, one, lower your insulin levels. Okay. Insulin level is, re- is released after you eat, and that is um, when people eat too often or too many times a day, it is elevated a lot of the day. So okay. when you fast and you get that back down to normal, that's when you can get into burning your stored energy or your stored fat. So when you stop eating, you give your, chance, uh, your body the chance to actually burn some of the stored fat. That's the main reason. It also does restrict your calories in a sense that it's just putting it in a smaller window. So you don't have to get up and eat breakfast. Uh, That was made popular actually by like cereal companies in the 50s and 60s. Mm, Smart. Yes. Um, (laughs) And so breakfast is what you said earlier. It's just breaking your fast. So it's just really a matter of when you're going to do that during the day. Um, You can get up and have water. You can have plain tea, plain coffee. That doesn't break a fast. So if you're a black coffee drinker, you'd be great at fasting because you don't care about the cream in your coffee. So um, it's basically about tapping into being able to burn the stored energy or stored fat that you have and getting those insulin levels to um, a low back to normal level. Got it. So it's easier to burn the the stored fats. Mm -hmm when you're fasted yes because your insulin levels are low Got it. when your insulin levels are high and spiked after eating you're not going to be burning your stored fat because you're burning the food you just ate Got it. when those so. insulin insulin levels get low uh that's when you can burn stored fat better yep. got it so it's almost like like if you stacked your, your 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 stable fat and then on top of that is your food you just ate mm-hmm. and your energy or whatever your mm-hmm. your carbs or sugars or whatever you want to consider you just ate if you're just eating, you can only burn that top stack first before exactly. you get the foundational fat. Um, but say you don't have that top stack, yep. the bottom one is what's going away, yep. which is for most people, if they're not, I guess, at their ideal body composition, that's what they want to start burning. Exactly. Yep. If for some reason people are eating, right, that stacking of the food on top, then obviously it's probably even more important that their food is quality. Right. And so it's not stacking too high right because certain foods will spike that insulin higher than others mainly carbohydrates and sugars so if you're having that at every meal or you're having snacks in between all your meals and that's constantly high Mm -hmm. then you're never dipping into that reserve okay you're always going to be just burning off and even storing some of what you're eating kind of like some like some people that might be like i work out so i can eat what i want exactly (laughs) (laughs) which that's okay if that's you too as long as you're aware of that right um okay cool so that's that's helpful to know um, so the thing that for me would, would, would concern me is like, like, do I just need to hoard all my food in those eight hours? Like that's, I, I obviously eat a lot. Um, and, and I'm in, in a certain place composition wise, but like, like, how does that work? Like, yeah, do people use so too? I, when you first fast, that's kind of, sometimes that's trigger. You want to eat a lot when you get out of it. But if you've taken the time to fast to get to that stored fat, you don't want to counteract that and just eat a ton because then you're going to be putting back on what you're trying to get off. So it is, you obviously still want to eat good quality food when you're out of it. Um, Typically when someone's a good, good at fasting and they're in a good routine and you're used to going those long stretches, you'll just have lunch and dinner. Okay. So you'll, you're not going to, if you fill up with the right foods, protein and fats, when you come out of a fast along with maybe some carbs and veggies, you're not going to want to eat a ton right away. I mean, you should be satiated enough to get to dinner. And that's what fasting does. It lets you get to that point where you know that you can eat a good meal and then go to your next meal and not snack a lot during the way. So you don't want to totally ruin it when you get out of it by eating a ton. Right. That is a natural response. Sometimes when people first 
uh, fast. They get out and just want to eat. Um, and that becomes better over time where you don't do that. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so, so fasting, is this more beneficial for fat loss for performance or how, is it beneficial for both and how, like what? Mainly for fat loss. And also it's used a lot with people who have type two diabetes only because okay. that insulin level is a bit out of control. And okay. so this is a way to get it back into a normal um, level. So I would say body composition first, um, actually feeling well as well. So if you do a long enough fast, you can start to have some other different changes in your body, such as autophagy, where you uh, get rid of damaged cells, you build new healthy cells. That's kind of more of a, ther- um, a medical right. longer fast. And but that, that would help you just be healthy, like growing better yeah. cells is what? Like. Yeah, so that would help with, um, you know, longevity, having better cells, you know, getting rid of the old damaged cells. Um, so I think it's used a lot for body composition or like type two diabetics where you tend to be a little bit overweight and your blood sugars and insulin are too high. Um, performance wise, you, like we talked about in the last one, fasting, uh, before you work out, you can still work out pretty well fasted. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're trying to gain muscle or you have some other goals, you know, you can still work around this, but it's mainly, I guess, uh, in the hours that we would do it, 16, eight is more compositional body comp. Okay. Yeah. So obviously it sounds like people that definitely aren't where they want to be composition wise. Yeah. And obviously a type two diabetes sounds like that would be yeah, probably for sure there. Um, as well as just anyone that even, so let's say hypothetically, like they generally say a male body composition is around 12%. That's generally ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Some people better lower, some people better a little higher. Um, let's say a male was at 20%. Is intermittent fasting a good idea? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. If they're at 10%, is it a good idea? Um, not, I mean, you can still do it to get benefits and because some people just feel better when they're fasting, Right. you kind of have other hormones that kick in. You feel a lot, well, um, energized. You have a lot of mental clarity. Okay. So people like to do it for that reason. Um, people that should not do it and you should consult your doctor, uh, mm-hmm. pregnant ladies, if you're breastfeeding, mm-hmm. if you're underweight actually, or malnourished. So there are instances where it's not good because you do yeah. need those nutrients. Um, but for the most part, it's benefits you know, yeah, for other reasons other than body comp. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's not only to lose fat. Yeah. It could be because oh, we know you, some very successful people that are in a pretty good composition that, that enjoy it or yeah. maybe it works. I mean, you, for example, maybe are you in a place where you want to be? Do you, uh, yeah, you, you like I, no, I'm it? not. And that's why I do it. Okay. I mean, uh, I'm close to where I want to be, right. but I like to do it honestly, because you do at some point stop feeling hungry and you just feel energized and you can think really clear. And because when you take out foods that maybe make you tired, make you, you're sensitive Mm -hmm. to it and you don't really know, and you take all that out and you're just functioning on ketones and, you know, stored body fat, you just feel pretty good. And that's why a lot of times people stick to it is because they like the feeling of it. Yeah. It sounds, that I think is the, that, that other point that it sounds like that once they're settled into it, the, um, Okay. Yeah. Cause we know, like I said, we know some people with good compositions that do it, Yeah. uh, that are not doing it just to get there. Yep. They the, like the feeling. <laughs> they do. Uh, so for example, what's yours? Like, do you do a, a 16, eight or usually do you do a 16, eight? I've done okay. some longer ones. Um, you don't do the longer ones as often, okay. like a 24 hour you might do once or twice a week. And some people just oh. do that once or twice a week. Yeah. What, so what's you the benefit on that other month. than sounding insane? <laughs> Other <laughs> than sounding like you just wrote a book on it or you read a book. Uh, you know what? Sometimes when you get into a rhythm of 16, 8, uh, maybe you stall a little or your body's gotten used to that and you mm-hmm. want to kind of 
kick it into another gear or you just want to see what it feels like to do a little longer right. um then you do the next one's like 20 to 24 hour okay yeah interesting and you've done those uh, a couple how yeah. are they they're okay the mornings are the worst um once you kind of get going you'll feel some hunger pings and they go away okay. they'll go away for a while and you'll feel pretty good they come back a little late in the afternoon and then once you get through that then you're good but you drink water you can have tea you can have coffee um, I usually do tea or sparkling water because of the carbonation kind of makes you feel more full okay um, <laughs> but yeah first one's a little little tougher the last right. hour drags on <laughs> right this is as Jolene points out her, yeah, her sparkling, sparkling water, water right next to her and I'm drinking uh, a black coffee see we're fasting we're good I just had lunch but I'm starting this fast with my coffee I guess um Okay. The, uh, so like, w what are the different types? I mean, I guess we kind of just hit on that a tiny bit that you said there's different time frames. Is that the main thing, way that these things change up or what? Yeah. So picking a time frame that works for you. I like finishing dinner earlier so that if I wanted to, I could come work out and eat not long after mm -hmm. if I really felt like it, if I feel good, then I push through and I don't need to eat after, but I have that option. Right. So I might stop at four or five and then PM. PM okay. and then be able to eat a little sooner than lunch if I wanted to. I have it there in place. So if I got to the 16 and I was just finished working out and I thought I might want something I could. And if I don't, and I feel good. Then I can push it to 18 or 20. Mm -hmm. um, or it's deciding you don't have to fast every day. Some people do 16, eight every day, but you could do the 18 to 20 hours a few times a week. That's okay. also beneficial. So it's kind of finding what works for you and what works in your schedule. If it if it becomes challenging and hard, you're probably not going to stick to it. Right. So you can do a 16-8. Um, sometimes people just start out with 12 to 14 hours because sometimes people actually only go 8 to 10 hours at night without eating. Mm -hmm. So their fasting might be a 12-12 to start out with, 12 right. hours of eating, 12 hours of fasting, and then they kind of start pushing breakfast back a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. So you can kind of like pick and – not pick and choose it, but you can, you can test it in in different mm -hmm. avenues or you can – try different time frames yeah. and, it, and you're not like married to one of them that you need right. to start with Right. And some it. people might not like to do it every day. Maybe sometimes they like to get up and have breakfast. Well, then they might do three longer ones. Okay. And they can do that. So it's it's kind of it's pretty customizable. Yeah. And 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 I guess with clients that you work with, if you are working on intermittent fasting, I imagine that you would just kind of help tailor it accordingly with them, adjust how it's going, see yeah. how it's settling psychologically, physically, mm -hmm. um and then maybe kind of like alter it. Is that how that would go? Yeah, for sure. You have to fit Find what fits right for each client. Not each client's going to be the same with the hours at work or even how many they mm -hmm. do a week. So some clients will do, uh, I don't have any right now, but we'll do a 72-hour fast just once a month. Oh. Yeah. Sounds like you save a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like a no-cost yeah. diet here. All right. I think but I will tell you that the longest fast is 382 days. Oh, my God. Water only. Yep. Is that yep. healthy? Uh, well, it was guided, obviously, medically, and he was completely fine. Did he like become frail? <laughs> I, like, I, I need to look at the article more, but I was listening wow. to a podcast about fasting this past week and um, that came up. So wow. 382 days. So 16 oh. hours seems like nothing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say challenge accepted, but I really don't want to accept uh, any challenge like that. <laughs> no. I enjoy eating too much. Yeah. Um, okay. So like, what are the bigger things like to consider? I know it was good that you brought up like different types of people, like pregnancy and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, like, are is there like insane bowel movements that happen for people when this goes on or is there like <laughs> like irritable um psychological like 
issues the first week like when people try to get off sugar you know like how they freak out yeah i mean it depends on how your diet is um people handle it differently the first few times you do it it's not totally easy but then for some people it is uh longer fasts are easier for some than others and that's why you have to decide which one works best for you um you can get hangry i'm not gonna lie (laughs) um but you know other than that some people start to feel like oh i just don't feel good and my advice is just eat then it's not worth, you know, you might wake up one day and try it and just go, oh, I don't feel really great today. Then don't push through. You right. can eat. That's the difference between fasting and starvation. Starvation is there is no food there for you. You're oh. starving. And some people think you're doing that when you're fasting, but you're not because food is there. It's there when you want it. Right. And so if you don't feel good one day, I just tell clients eat, you okay. know, don't, you don't have to push through that, but do make sure you're drinking plenty of water. Um, sometimes they'll even say if you're doing a longer fast to add in a little bit of sea salt in your water because your electrolytes could possibly get a little mm. off because you're not eating. Okay. Um, yeah, if you're not used to certain things, you might get a headache. You might, you know, there's right. some mild things. It's just like when you get off sugar, you right. have some withdrawal kind of things. But that's why you can start slow. Like I said, you can start with a 12-12. You can move it to a 14. Right. Move up to 16. You don't have to jump right into it. And, and it, I mean, this is probably pretty obvious, but obviously throughout the, let's say hypothetically we're on a 16-8, mm-hmm. um, your, your main focus is still quality of food. Yeah. Like it, it, that still matters. It's not like, oh, I can eat super crap in yeah. these eight hours, right? It's, it's, what do you usually recommend to people for that? What type of foods are they eating? So I kind of just go back to the plate method. You need a good source of protein. You want vegetables. You want a healthy fat. And then depending on, you know, some people do this with a lower carb diet, some don't, that's fine but adding that carbohydrate into, but good, clean food, mm-hmm. right? Cause you've come out of this, your body's really sensitive to what you're going to eat after. So you don't want to fill it with crap. And, and is it, is it that same stuff you want to like, let's say break your fast with, is it mostly carbs and proteins? Is it proteins and fats? Is it what's, what's, I would what's say the number general? one thing, a good thing to break a fast with is bone broth or some oh. source of lean protein. Okay. Because what that will do was give you a good source of food. Number one, it kind of takes away that initial hunger if you let that settle for a good 30 minutes or so and then eat, you're more likely to come out of it doing well rather than being ravenous when you come out and just wanting to eat everything. So so like an example, like give me an example, like if you wanted to come out of it, what would you, in a perfect world, you would give that, you would have them eat some lean protein, like slices of turkey, uh, like chicken, turkey ground chicken. turkey. Okay. Yeah. So like a little cup of that or something mm-hmm. yep. and then 30 minutes later, they then eat have a, a meal. rounded meal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And obviously like, so, so lean, lean protein or, and a bone broth is mostly fat. Is that right? Uh, it's no. protein. It's a, uh, it's a collagen protein from like chicken or beef. Oh, it is. So okay. it's a really good, um, yeah. quality protein. Um, and you just drink it. So it's like a soup. So mm-hmm. it's kind of easy on your stomach too, cause it hasn't had food. And you know, it depends on how long the fast is. If you're doing 14 to 16 hour, you don't necessarily have to break it that way. But once you start doing longer ones, you kind of want to break it gently to your stomach right. before you fill it with more food. So Protein is always a good source to have. Cool. Cool. Right on. Um, I think we covered a lot of bases on that. I mean, now I have some better information as to if I'm going to try to do that or when I'm (laughs) going to Well, like I said, you're at a good composition and you eat a lot and you have fast metabolism. So fasting might be harder for you. Got it. Um, You could always try a 14 and 16. You may hate it. Yeah, I don't know. You know, not everyone loves it, but... Once right. you get into it and you see some composition changes and you actually feel good to do it, right. that's why people stick with it. Um, if you've got a fast metabolism, you're eating all the time, it might not be fun. Uh, you know, you'd have to try it once just to see. Okay. Yeah. 
Cool, right on. Yeah. Well, we'll have to try one soon. All right. Thank you, Jolene. <laughs> Appreciate welcome. it. Yeah. Thanks again for listening to The Reform Way. You can find us on our social media channels. Our Instagram is at CrossFit Reform. Our Facebook is CrossFit Reform. And you can listen to more of these podcasts on any of the major streaming services, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the major apps, and Buzzsprout.